The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Today, we're going to discuss why marketing on the small screen still matters. Joining us today is Sean Casto, who is the founder and CEO at Preapps, which is a service that helps companies grow their app adoption to millions of downloads and sales. In eight years of business, Preapps has collectively generated over 500 million downloads, working with everyone from startups to billion-dollar apps by helping them with launch promotion, video viral production, app store optimization, influencer marketing, and app growth consulting. And today, Sean is going to walk us through his pillars of mobile app marketing. Okay, here's my conversation with Sean Casto, founder and CEO of Preapps. Sean, welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Excited to have you on the show. Excited to talk a little bit about what is now the most commonly used device, our smartphones. In the last decade, we've seen smartphones go from this little thing that Steve Jobs told us was going to be really big and important to the device that we all lean on for our day-to-day activity. You've been doing this for a long time. Talk to me about how you view the growth of the mobile phone market. And when you're thinking about marketing apps, what is your playbook? In terms of the industry itself, I think there's no better time than now to be able to be in this exciting industry. It's actually pretty much every week now, there's a new million-dollar app and a new billion-dollar app every month. And it's just so exciting to see various different industries just being modified and enhanced and disrupted through new technological advancements through people's mobile apps. I mean, we get probably 10 to 20 calls a day from app developers and marketers to be able to assist and help them with their efforts. It's just so exciting to see what people are working on. It's funny. I think of mobile app development and the excitement around, hey, everybody needs to have an app as something that was really important at the beginning and middle of the last decade. And now my assumption is, well, everybody pretty much has an app. It sounds like that's not necessarily the case But there is clearly more saturation in the app store, in app development, and I'm assuming in app marketing. Walk me through some of the ways that you advise some of your clients to think about developing an app and marketing it so you can stick out from the rest of the marketplace. You're absolutely right in the sense that there are definitely more apps in the market than ever before. Everyone does have an app with over two and a half million apps currently available and over 3,000 new apps introduced every single day now. 
the reason behind that is because it's just become increasingly easier to create an app than ever before. And people are seeing that there's a need for it. People are no longer going to website first. They're going mobile first or mobile only instead of having a website or dedicating resources on that. That being said, unfortunately, with over 3,000 new apps introduced every single day, 95% of all apps failed in the first year. 95% failed to be discovered and to be able to get the type of visibility they're looking to achieve, purely the fact that they lack the experience and resources to market correctly and or just having a poor quality app in the marketplace. So walk me through the high-level playbook. You know, there is the concept of developing your app, obviously going through your product development. We're going to skip over that a little bit and get to the point of, okay, I have a product or a service that I want to market through an app. What are the ways that you help be one of the 150 out of the 3,000 apps that are launched daily that are actually successful? How do you end up being part of that 5% that's going to make it after year one? Yeah, and that's exactly kind of what we've been focusing on and specializing in over the past eight years now, you know, having worked with thousands of apps, reached millions of downloads. And over the years, working with startups to billion dollar apps, we've been able to really formulate a signature program that we call our Skyrocket Downloads program to be able to launch really any app successfully. So when it comes to marketing an app in particular, it's very different than a website or a general product. There are certain fundamentals that need to be in place to be able to, like you mentioned, set yourself apart from that 95% and to be able to set up yourself to scale and grow very quickly. Let's start with fundamental number one. Where do you actually start? So the first start is definitely going to be coming down to what they call ASO, which is App Store Optimization. For those listening, I'm sure are familiar with search engine optimization. ASO is very similar to SEO, except focusing exclusively on the App Store presence and Google Play. So it's how the app is going to be ranked and discovered on the App Store. What most people don't know is that most people don't download apps in general from Facebook. People don't download apps from word of mouth. People don't download apps from TV advertisements or billboards. A majority of all downloads in the world, about 68% of all downloads come directly through App Store search, meaning people are searching the App Store for apps and keywords that they're looking for. And therefore, that's where a majority of downloads are coming from. That's kind of the first fundamental. If you can't do that effectively, then you're not going to be able to get anywhere close to reaching your initial goals. So that's kind of the first fundamental that we need to focus on and tackle to be able to launch the app successfully and to really position the app as a multi-million dollar brand as opposed to just a copycat app that's in the marketplace. So this is a keyword optimization exercise, and a lot of it has to do with positioning and also building some credibility, right? Showing that you're an app that, you know, is deserving of being on someone's phone. App Store optimization, foundational piece number one. What's the next step of your process? Just to go back on one thing that is kind of a misconception is a lot of people do think that when they relate it to SEO, that it's just kind of a keyword optimization, but it needs to be far more than that. And that comes down to overall branding back to the old days of how your marketing assets look and feel and overall positioning in the marketplace and differentiating yourself from others in the app store. So it's not necessarily just keywords and rankings, but how are we branding and marketing your app and positioning it in the app store? And that comes down to captivating screenshots. That comes down to having the right description uh, and other type of pieces on top of that. And that kind of goes in the second piece, which is having the right marketing videos. And that's kind of a really a standard in the industry now. So for example, Apple now prioritizes apps with video. 
I mean, if you don't have the right video on the app store, you're not necessarily going to get the type of downloads and rankings you're looking for. And they love video so much that they'll display it by default before your screenshots on the app store as your app preview video. So not only do you need one video, but you need now multiple videos across each platform. For example, a video on the App Store that's optimized and created specifically for the iOS App Store, as well as the Android demo video on Google Play Store, and a social media video for your website and social channels to get people to share it and get it out there. So that's kind of the next fundamental. So it sounds like to play the TLA word salad exercise, putting this in non-App Store terms, I would be thinking about SEO, right? How am I ranking for keywords? And then also CRO, conversion rate optimization. And for you, it's I need to be in the App Store and I need to make sure that I have a video so people are actually getting through when they get to my app profile page to actually download and experiment with the app. Those are the first two steps. That's absolutely right. And then it's not just having any type of video. And that's what a lot of people get wrong is they'll just create the video on their own or hire some freelancer to kind of try and put together just to have. But just having any video won't necessarily get you higher conversions or downloads either. You have to have a video that's really designed to have three core elements. That's to educate, excite, and inspire the user to be able to download the app instantly. And there's different kind of mechanics to be able to make that happen. So you have to have the right visuals. You have to have the right copy that not only gets someone to your app's profile, it gets them interested, excited, ready to download the app. That seems like half the battle, right? Then there's the question of downloading, actually using the app, starting to drive business. Walk me through the rest of the process. So the third piece that we kind of focus on prior to launch is to be able to get massive media exposure and recognition for the app upon launch. This is incredibly important in today's environment because there are thousands of dating apps out there, thousands of fitness apps, thousands of communication apps. And so just by launching an app doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to get the exposure recognition that you're looking for. So in order to be able to cultivate that market validation and credibility, it's important to get that third-party media outlets to be recognizing your app and promoting it for you on your behalf to millions of potential users. So that's where we kind of cultivate our relationships that we've built over the years to get that promoted upon launch. So you have to prime the pump, right? You have to get some interest and build some buzz before you're A, going to have enough credibility for Apple to show you in the app store when people are searching, and B, build some of that recognition, multi-touch marketing where somebody is seeing an article about you, hearing about you from an influencer, then going into the app store and searching for your products or services. You're building some buzz. Is there a playbook? Are there specific media outlets that you think about when you're promoting an app or is it really just dependent on what the app is trying to accomplish? Well, it does depend on what you're looking to accomplish. But over the past eight years, we've built relationships, more outlets and the tech and app review media publications. So those that are looking to connect with early adopters and those that are really into the space to be able to validate it as the best app in your category to be able to have those outlets on your behalf and validate it so that you can then leverage that in your maybe app description on the app store, as well as to be able to just have those credibility points. So if someone were to Google your app name, there's going to be 10, 20, 30 different outlets that are going to come up promoting your app for you. Time for a one minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then, and instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. 
But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, so once you've optimized your app store page, right, you have your video, you're building some buzz doing PR, then what happens? Then it's about time to be able to accelerate your growth through paid advertising. So as I'm sure a lot of your listeners are familiar with, there's various different channels to be able to pay outlets to be able to promote your app, whether it's through Facebook, whether it's through Google UAC or programmatic ads. What we recommend, depending on the type of app, is actually focusing efforts on what they call Apple search ads or specifically Google search ads within the UAC. And that is to be able to have your app rank and appear on the top of the search results when people type in specific keywords. The reason why we do recommend that as opposed to, let's say, Facebook ads off the bat is because your ability to be able to kind of double your downloads at half the cost by working with the Apple search network to be able to get more organic growth and downloads for your app while you're doing paid advertising at the same time. It's one of the things that I wish they'd do in the podcast landscape is give you the ability to market in the app when people are looking for apps. Naturally, the easiest way to market to someone is get a, you know, if I'm trying to market a podcast, I want to find people that are interested in podcasts, no matter what my content is. And I'm assuming it's the same thing with the app store. The easiest place to drive conversions is when someone is in the mindset to download an app. So your recommendation for your performance marketing budget is to market in the app stores as opposed to the third party platforms, the social media networks. Typically, yes, just in order to be able to accelerate your growth from a paid and organic standpoint, because obviously Apple owns the app store, they're going to prioritize apps actually that are in their paid network as well. So the more downloads you get from a paid standpoint, the more your organic growth and organic ranking is going to increase simultaneously. So that's why I mentioned before, you can essentially double your downloads and half the cost by going that route. But that being said, you can only scale so much with that approach. If you're looking to get you know, millions of downloads very, very quickly, like some of our clients are, you need to rely on other channels as well to be able to get there. So the lowest hanging fruit is marketing within the app store, but there's only so much demand for the, it's essentially like search marketing, the type of keywords, right? There's only so many queries that are out there for your topic. So then you have to expand your performance marketing budget to other channels. What are the channels that you recommend? Well, Facebook is still proven to be very, very effective given the right approach and using ideally video. 
than banner ads. And then there's something called programmatic ads that we also focus on as well. It just depends on the type of app that you're working on. So we've kind of come soup to nuts here where we say, hey, we're going to focus on the equivalent of SEO, but ASO in your case, app store optimization. We're going to make sure that our product and our profiles are there. Think about the brand positioning, going to go through some PR, build some buzz, try to get some organic value. Then we're going to go through our various performance marketing channels, starting at the top where people are most likely to be interested in app, working into our third party platforms like Facebook and programmatic campaigns. Beyond that, are there any additional steps that you recommend that people take to make sure that they're marketing their apps effectively? Absolutely. So after that, then it kind of gets into the really exciting space of viral growth engines and internal mechanisms within the app to be able to get it be shared with others. So most of our clients also leverage our app growth consulting. So we have consultants that have worked with Netflix and some of the most successful apps in the world to be able to incorporate and drill deeper into the app, into the user experience, and incorporate various types of growth engines to get people to share within the app, as well as to be able to increase retention and maximize sales and things like that once you know you got the fundamentals in place. Virality, right? The holy grail for marketers, the idea that your marketing efforts and your product can be their own marketing channel. So that's something that we're going to drill down into more in our next episode as we talk about not only the launch and driving some growth, but really how to drive virality for your app. Sean, as you're thinking about resources and budget and what it really takes to be successful to drive an app to be downloaded, let's say millions of times, a lot of this is dependent on paid budget. You have to have product marketing. How do you think about the costs associated to be successful, to be one of that 150 out of 3000 apps that are uploaded onto the app store every day? What does it cost and how much time does it take to successfully market an app? Yeah, I mean, it's a very, very difficult question to answer just because it really does vary depending on the type of app, the category you're on. For example, Uber spends, I think, close to like $20 million a month. So if you're looking to create a competitor to Uber, your marketing budget can be very different than, let's say, you're looking to launch a new gaming app, whereas you still have Candy Crush spending tens of millions a month there. But it all varies. So we have some clients that with a very limited marketing budget, they're in the startup realm, and they're able to accelerate and get to that million downloads phase within six months or a year very easily. You have other clients like ours that are getting a million downloads a month. It just varies depending on, again, the type of app that you have and what you're looking to achieve. A rule of thumb in the industry, if you're looking to do paid advertising, is anywhere between 3 to $5 per download or per install. So for example, if you want to get 100,000 downloads and you're going to focus exclusively on Facebook ads to get there, you can expect to pay anywhere between 3 to $5 per download. So you're looking at 500,000 downloads if you want to get to 100,000 downloads per month, right? A pretty significant marketing budget to get to that hurdle. Exactly. And that's why it really comes down to understanding Is the app a hobby of yours or is it a business? And if it's a business, what's your revenue model? Which means that, you know, what's your lifetime value that you're going to get per user? And once you understand how much you're able to monetize per user, you can then break down how much you're willing to spend to get them. Okay. Sean, any last bits of advice in terms of when you're launching an app? What are some of the pillars that you need to think about to be successful? The last piece that I would recommend is just emphasizing the fact that your app business is going to be only as successful as the people and experts you surround yourself with. So it's incredibly important to be able to have the right techniques and strategies and working with A players to be able to make sure that you're on path to reaching your goals. Because again, there's 95% probability that 
the app may not get the exposure and visibility you're looking to achieve. So therefore, you need to be able to work with the right people to make sure you're in the top 5%. Okay. Thanks for the advice, Sean. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks again to Sean Casto, founder and CEO of Preapps, for joining us. If you'd like to learn more about Sean, you can click the link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can find Preapps on Facebook. Their handle is facebook.com slash preapps. You can reach them on Twitter. Their handle is pre underscore apps, P-R-E underscore A-P-P-S. Or you can visit their company's website, which is preapps.com. Just one link in our show notes that I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and the contact information for our guests. You can sign up for our once a week newsletters. You can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or you can contact me directly. My handle is benjshap, B-E-N-J. S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, in addition to the rest of our conversation with Sean Casto, founder and CEO of Preapps, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.